Look at them all through the darkness I am bringing. They're not sad at all. They're actually singing. They sing without juicers. They sing without blenders. They sing without flungers, cap dabblers and smendlers. Do tell Simpson I'm ready to deal. Welcome to Tripod, a podcast about cinema's unofficial trilogies, three films which are not linked by the usual elements like characters or plot, but instead are connected by a director or writer or actor, or sometimes much, much less. I'm Matt. I'm Tyree. And today we're wrapping up our Grinchmas trilogy with 2018 Scott Mosier and Yarrow Cheney-directed holiday blockbuster, The Grinch, simply titled The Grinch. Simple, clean, effective, straight to the point. What'd you think, uh, buddy? What did I think? Uh, I'm just asking you right off the bat because let me tell you, listeners, Tyree's come into this studio with uh, <laughs> an energy <laughs> that seems as if it's uh, angry at me for some reason. I'm not sure. No. <laughs> no <laughs> like I put him up to you. something? No. No. Uh, I don't know. The spirit of Christmas is dead. <laughs> The spirit of Christmas is dead, and... We're releasing this, by the way, like, it's going to be like the 23rd of December when we <laughs> release this. It's gone. Uh, and there's probably no God. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't is that this, drastic. Is this the closest you've watched a film to our recording of it? Yeah, probably. Feels like pretty close. You watched I it feel, last night, right? Yeah, but I've, I've watched one or two movies the night okay. before. Like, I Did, think were you Chasing putting it Amy, off? Maybe. No, I wasn't putting it off. I was just distracted by some other stuff coming up, and I was like... Oh, I'll just watch it the night before or whatever. Yeah. Um, I tried watching it two nights before, but like at the 12-minute mark, I went, nope. Oh, really? I'm done. I switched over to, to the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, wow. Very different <laughs> a vibe. A very different vibe. Yeah. So I must have been in a different mood, I guess. But um, I don't know. We've been tracking how my heart's been growing throughout this series. Um, and it had been increasing exponentially, but it's 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 shriveled right down. It's it's oh, this oh, had a that thing twanged a bit. That that it had a it had a bad it had like a negative effect. Yeah, it's it's shriveled down to like a little date. It looks like a date in my and it's like hardly even beating. It's just <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't I can't disagree. I'm guessing you didn't like this film. Oh no, I loved it. Loved oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just other things in my life. No, my I didn't. Heart. I didn't hate it. I, I'm being. I'm being. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm having a laugh. It's just a jape. It was just uh, average. It's made boring. For, it's boring. like you could you could call it a kid. Yes, boring is such a good description. By the way, yeah, you could you could describe it as a kids film. Mm-hmm. But I would describe it as like a very like a little kids film. It's not a family film. Not really. I mean, maybe, but like, yeah. not really. I feel like it's not. I feel it's. We've talked about how successful this thing was. It like trumped the two thousand, the, the the you know the the Grinch that came before this, the Jim Carrey Grinch, the single most successful Christmas film of all time. Wow. Yeah. The, this one. Yeah, raking in like uh, wow. a, so gross two hundred seventy-one million dollars in the U.S. and Canada. 255 in other countries. Total worldwide gross $527 million. 2018 was five years ago. Yeah. I feel like it came out last year or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel five years old. It feels like one or two years old. It's, it had a budget of 75 million, made 530 million essentially. I can't believe they made it for that little money. Yeah. And it like, that's the thing you said prior, I think you said last episode that it's like, it kind of looks good amazing does, and there are yeah. some incredible sweeping shots like at the start mm. of the film 
um, where it has it shows those like awesome like ski birds. Mm. I was like, oh, that's cool and mm. like fun. And I was like, mm. yeah, like that makes sense that in this weird way because it's not set in a nice. It's not set in the snowflake, is it? It's like kind of not just that we like, know of. It could be. We just, just didn't we do just the old. Descend from the... the clouds, don't we? Yeah, yeah, and we yeah, yeah. have this huge panning shot over. Over Whoville, you know. but yeah, there's don't some... discount like snow globe theory. It could be in a snow globe. <laughs> like we just don't know. We're not yeah. given that view of things. I've not seen a lot of of illuminations work, but mm. I've seen like enough of the first Despicable Me. I feel like, and maybe wow. a few scenes from the Sing films. It feels like they are. It feels like family films, but for young families, like for families who have two kids who are like three and five or something or you know mm. where it's like mm. yeah these are these are gonna get you through it but it's also like this this will this will lead you into things that you know may, maybe maybe after this you can show them ghibli or pixar yeah. or whatever i don't know but i've i started right away with my nieces i was like here watch ghibli i was like don't don't bother Start with any of this here. illumination crap <laughs> yeah i love that yeah um, I, I didn't fun. show them in, intense. I wasn't like Princess Mononoke right away. Or yeah, like, start with that. Grave one. of the Fireflies. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like Totoro, Totoro and Kiki. That'll do you. That'll do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kiki's pretty intense because they're like, "Where's the bad guy? Oh, it's in my head." Wait, what? Yeah. Kiki. Kiki. Kiki's delivery service. There's no bad guy in that. She's yeah. just depressed. Oh, the yeah, bad guy's depression. She's sad. She's not. Yeah, she's exactly. homesick. It's not. Yeah, yeah, but that's not like she's not. That's not a bad guy. You're not constantly looking around the film. No, being like, I know. No, where's the, the cloak and dagger that's bad guy? That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, is yeah. what I'm saying. Is yeah. like it's like every, the, there's no bad guy. It's yeah. just she feels blue. Yeah, I think that's, which is cool. I think that's pretty cool. But it's also it's complicated for a kid, I guess. I went over to my. I mean, just be like, you've got that to look forward to. I went over. No, that's coming. I, it's funny how quickly like it takes on. Where like I went over to my brother's house like a few weeks ago, and yeah. he was. I was like, "How's Till?" And she, he was like, "Oh yeah, she's having a bit of a down day." And I looked across oh. at the lounge, and Till, who was like two at the time, was like <laughs> sprawled across the couch with like a blanket half over her, just like, hey, just like <laughs> just having a little bit of a sad day. <laughs> It's the cutest thing. So we yeah, <laughs> for was, us, it's cute, it but was, it's like <laughs> existential for her. Yeah, no, we ended up. She sat up with me, and we watched. We watched a bit of Totoro, and she felt better. But oh, it was that's like, good. It was yeah. It was it God. Was, I wish that could still work for me. What's that? Just, just watch Totoro and be like, yeah, I'm back. No, it's better. I'm back. No, it just brings me back to like baseline, <laughs> which is not. Like, oh, no, yeah. that's not true. There are some movies that would pick me up. Actually, oh, for sure. I feel uh, like Frasier is a big thing for me. Where I'm like, yeah, you mentioned this. Feel blue. Want to feel like I'm nine yeah. again and eating ice cream with that magic magic cream that call freezes? call one three hundred K A C L. Yeah, Fraser's listening. Everybody, Fraser's listening. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good to know. I'm exactly. like, you cut to me just like explaining all my problems to Fraser, even though it's midway through an episode and he's clearly like, it's not. Re- he's not listening. I'm just like, Fraser, you gotta listen to me. He's I'm got a- his own neuroses to deal with. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I haven't. This is the first Illumination film I've seen. I haven't even seen the Super Mario's movie. That's Illumination. That's Illumination. Yeah. That's Illumina- I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I thought, but I thought, I thought that was the same company that did the Emoji Movie. I thought that was Sony. No. Oh. No. It makes sense, Japanese company and stuff like that. Yeah, no, no, I thought it was, oh, because I think, I guess was the, because I remember like the people being like, oh my God, what a backflip from mm. Emoji to, I guess, Spider-Man was it? Was that the, what they were talking about? They did Spider-Man. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, they've gone that route, which was, you know, it seems like that was the a good course, correct? Spider-Man's oh, massively. fucking... Yeah. Fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> huge. Yeah. Uh, and entertaining as well. Um, Super Mario Brothers movie, I heard nothing good, except the animation was amazing. And I saw clips and I was like, it does look amazing. 
But I'm kind of like, and even in a lot of the reviews for this, it's like the animation is second to none. And I'm like, yeah, obviously. So it's, it's Universal Animation Studio. It yeah. better be. Yeah. It better be like, you know, groundbreaking animation. It's, it's, le- I thought that I the would animation, expect nothing less. The animation was less, because it's so cartoony. Yeah. And so computer generated, I feel like it's not necessarily like pleasant to look at. Mm. It's not. It, it is in the sense of like a, a a sugary cereal, kind of a pleasant like. Oh yeah, that like you know that that looks like a cartoon. Uh, but it's not. You want like, something that's a little rough around the edges. Yeah, look. I mean, like the Spider Man. You stuff want some thumbprints cool. on your claymation. Some, yeah, 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 for sure. I want. Yeah, exactly. And and I think um, I think this. I think what was most impressive about this was the actual camera work oh, yeah. in it like the actual cinematography when it yes. comes because it's all in an animated world so the idea that the camera can feel like it's actually mm-hmm. you know anchored in some way is cool and there were some great shots in this i thought were, were really cool yeah um, some of the compositions were great there was mm. at times it was like this beautiful storybook and it was very flat but layered um at other times yeah we were sweeping around whoville and you know ducking in and out of shops and stuff and everything was Everything was in lockstep with its, you know, with each other, like the, the image and the music and the the, the uh, things. They were all working together nicely. Mm. Uh, and then sometimes it was just yeah, just flat and boring and nothing and soulless. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Christmas is dead. And I think you're right when you say it's boring. Like I, I think I wrote a note that says like, ultimately it's just kind of like, I mean. They've been they've been given the task of like rewrite a, a classic you know children's story into a cinematic version. You've already mm-hmm. got one from two thousand that kind of you know the parents of the kids you know who are, who are going to take them to watch this version like they would be kind of attached to that version potentially. Mm. Um, you know what are you going to do with it? How are you going to make it different? And I think angling it to a younger audience is is a fair take as well. Like with the animation style coupled with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I thought they made some interesting decisions that <clears throat> kind of story-wise, like, were not the best in terms yeah. of, like, just keeping the keeping the audience kind of captivated with the actual story. Like, cause mm-hmm. it's, it's – there was some – yeah, there were some choices that I was like, oh, man, this feels like it could have been a lot better mm. if you hadn't done these things or whatever. Mm. I do appreciate that they tried to change some things where they were like, let's do the Cindy Who – plot where she's like kidnapping Santa kind of thing and like that mm-hmm. like that was a new element to it but um ultimately yeah I, I got some I got some thoughts I got some takes yeah so when you to adjust when you watched it you sent me a text saying you've got some hot takes and I was curious to hear it because you've got a good you've got your finger on the pulse when it comes to story structure I feel you seem to have this I don't know this intuition about you no no I've just got oh. a I just got a big mouth oh. and I like to tell people what I think oh it's actually not I like skill to parrot and talent. other it's... people's opinions from the <laughs> yeah. web. Yeah, I'm watching a YouTube video with all these people like giving really academic takes on the Grinch, and I'm just like texting you like, "I got some hot takes, buddy," <laughs> and they're all mine. They're all signed. They're all signed off and approved by me. Homegrown, yeah. in Mattsville. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I can get, I can, I can get into a couple, but I feel like you would have some equally, you know, interesting thoughts on why it. Like, what, what were your what were your biggest kind of eye roll, like, <laughs> like, throwing, like, kind of moments, like, you know, the audience started to sigh, angry, angry yawns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What were um, some of those, like? There was nothing, there was nothing about me that, like, this didn't rub me the wrong way or anything like right. that. It was just, 
I don't know. It was like watching paper. Like, she's all it was. Like, which sounds really cruel. But for whatever reason, nothing, nothing. There wasn't a bit where I was like, huh? Or like a bit where I was like, oh, that's cute, I guess. I have to give it points for that. Mm. And I walked in having seen, I don't know whose letterboxed review it was, that one you liked a lot. Uh, bold comedian. Bold comedian. And he oh. said, I mean, oh, he's no, got I more just, defining features I, I than bold. Yeah, no. But, <laughs> Paul Shear, Paul Shear. He wrote, yeah, um, what was it? Didn't want to like Didn't want to like it, but I did. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, he is I've, very much a guy who's got a young family. He's got a family of, like, young kids. Yeah, there you go. And, but also he's, like, a movie lover where he'll just find... Yeah, right. I figured I would go into this, and no matter how much I tried, you know, walling up and closing myself off, it would somehow pierce through hmm. with something. Even in just a, well, it's an effective story at work, so you can't deny it that. But I was just hmm. like, eh, nah. <laughs> Mm. But that was the noise I made, I think, when I finished. I was like, eh. I think that makes sense because it feels like they've shaved off all the sharp edges that, that the original 2000 version and even the mm. 66 version had. You know, watching yeah. watching these in succession has been an interesting, like... Hearing that fucking Fahu Farole Gore, oh whatever the fuck, that song, all the music Fahu was just... God damn, I was so... Yeah. That's another thing. I'd, I'd be curious what would happen if I watched it in reverse or just watched this one first, you know? You mean you turned the song backwards? Like, is no. it like some kind of de- <laughs> devil hymn or something? Yeah, it might reveal a secret yeah. or something to me. No, I mean, like, if I just watched The Grinch 2018 first, yes. would I be way more receptive to it? Oh, okay, because I'm the, not, yeah, because you know, the now story... Now I've got fatigue from yeah, Grinch. Yeah, because the know? story really is the same. It's just a few that's different same. things. That, it's like the same Christmas tree. They've just hung different ornaments on it. Yeah, kind of thing. that's a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I think, I think yeah, I, I, I feel like because you've said a few things, like, it's it's just... Meh, it's boring. It's du- I think I think it makes sense because I had the same take, and it's mm. not that it's not in that way where it's like we're adults and we're watching a kids film and it's boring. It's like I can watch a myriad of kids films yeah. that have Turning very Red? simple. Yeah, I watch Turning Red. I mean, hell yeah, love Turning Great Red. Great film, um, one of Pixar's best in recent years. But it's mm. like. I can watch, yeah, we can both watch kids' films, and in fact, we probably mostly do in terms, like, I love animation. I love mm-hmm. all of the all of the good stuff out there. Um, uh, it's good comic business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just love all that stuff, and so it's not that it's it's a kids' film that is the main detractor, it's that it's a kid film, kids' film which feels like it has nothing to say mm-hmm. except for this really, well, it's gone about, it's like, nice message of like, hey, we need friends and community in a very... Um, I don't know, like, it doesn't feel like it reaches the same heights as the other versions, especially the middle, uh-huh. especially, you know, when, when Kerry lifts up the, you know, mm. um, the sleigh at the end of the 2000 film. Yeah. That, I feel like cathartic. that film hits the pinnacle of what the emotions could be in this story, where oh, it's yeah. like, oh, my God, this, this, <clears throat> this, this um, cantankerous, you know, curmudgeonly, mm. you know, broken character has, has, has seen the error of his ways he has, um, but he's also like I can agree with some of the things he was feeling, and like this is very cathartic. Like that feels yeah. like it literally mm. gets to the summit of what this story is probably mm. capable of, <clears throat> capable of doing emotionally. This this one feels like it never really, never really goes up that high, and so yeah. can't really can't really get you cheering and crying at the end in that same way. Yeah, yeah. Safe um, is a good word for it. Safe. This yeah, was, like yeah. You said, yeah. Well, I safe. think that's. Bo- I think safe gets me onto this biggest thing that I was thinking about, which mm-hmm. was. I really disliked how the Who's, the the relationship between the Grinch and the Who's is pivotal in this story. Yeah. And in this film's version, it almost feels as if the Grinch doesn't have any effect on the Who's at all. Either mm. they don't 
notice him when yeah. literally he's strolling through a supermarket. Like he doesn't have any disguise. He doesn't try right. and pretend to be anyone else. They're not fearful of him. There's no myth of him being up on the mountain yeah. and scary and he's going to take your thing. Like the- yeah, nothing people don't even seem to know him. They don't like know him. And, and I, look, like, oh, you seem like a mean guy. And even like no one's like, oh, shit, it's that it's old the green yeah. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and I think it's exactly, exactly right. Yeah. And I think I like give them credit. Maybe they were trying to get that vibe across because of the origin story that they give the Grinch where he was this overlooked orphan. He wasn't adopted, all this stuff. But if you're going to go down that route of him being ignored and if you're going to have Cindy Lou be the one shining light that gives him you know the moral change that he needs, mm. why would you have several Whos re- see the Grinch be nice to the Grinch, not to, not the least of which is his neighbour, mm. Bricklebaum or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Which is like... Played why, by an why SNL is, star, that Yeah, Keenan Thompson from yeah. Keenan and Gell. Oh, he was in that show. Yeah. Ha-ha, <laughs> I thought yeah. he looked familiar. Yeah, so yeah, he made yeah. it to SNL. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's been one of the longest lasting yeah. cast members. I thought so, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, why would you, why would you include a character? Because that, that's where it feels safe. And that's where it feels mm. like we're going to play it for laughs. We're going to make the kids feel safe. and ha- Like the Grinch isn't that mean and the Who's actually don't dislike him. Mm. It's just that there's, they're not getting, they don't get along because the Grinch is a bit like hurt. But it's like, no, to make this thing work, I think you need to make the Who's absolutely deathly afraid of the Grinch. You need to make the Grinch revel in their fear. You need to make the Grinch like try and take advantage of that mm. fear. But at the moment, it's like, the Grinch lives in a comfortable cave. Like, the, I hated the cave design where it was like it's just a home. Like, it's just a home yeah. where he's sleeping. The first sighting of the Grinch is he's just sleeping in a comfortable bed up in the cave and he's got pretty much all the trimmings of a- any normal house mm. that you could see. It's like he's meant to be like a, 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 a disenfranchised monster. Yeah. Like, he should live in a cavernous, terrifying, kind of like, you know, inhuman style of, of living. Mm. Um, because- I didn't mind his lair. Yeah, around. yeah, I didn't mind it. It didn't got run up. Yeah, I kind of thought it was cool. <laughs> That's pretty cute. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but I, I like the point you're making here. Continue. It's, it's more. No, it's more just like you want. You want to almost at the start of this story. I feel like believe that the Grinch and the Who's they can't they can't possibly mix. Mm. Like whatever's happening is wrong. But you're like, well, I can't see a way out of this, and it, that's that's where like the subversion is, is where the the joy or the 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 Cindy Lou influence is the thing, like the the innocence and the um, love of a child mm. who has not been marred by the commercialism and the kind of you know the the mythic stories of the Grinch mm. like adults have. She's the one to be like, hey. And like hold his hand and be like, hey, you're not so bad. Mm. And he think he believes he's a monster, so he he lives as a monster. Mm. He believes he's trash, so he lives with trash. Yeah. We we believe that too, <laughs> because why wouldn't we? And it's like as the Grinch changes, so do we. Mm. I feel like that's where you get the like mm. the, you know, emotional catharsis of it. Whereas in yeah. this story, it's like the Grinch is just kind of a normal dude. He's a bit upset, but everyone else is nice to him, really, or mm. they don't take notice of him at all. Uh, it was actually all. the fact that they... So there's no real yeah. care for wanting him to change. Yeah. The, it was the moments with that neighbor guy, the bearded guy. Brecklebar. super nice. Um, I have so many things to say. I agree with everything you said, actually. It makes so much sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's scenes with him that, uh, bored me the most because I was like, I kind of, I don't know, I found that, I find characters like that super annoying when it's mm. like, the idea is he's so loving and so, I don't know, lovable that he doesn't realize how much the grid, the Grinch dislikes him. Like he thinks they're pals. Yep. I kind of hate those kind of people where yep. it's like, no, no, get the message. I, I, I find you annoying. Yes. 
back off. Get off your yes. high horse and back off. Yes. So I find that kind of stuff annoying. But you're right. It, look, this is this is story writing 101, folks. <laughs> you got your you got your thesis, you got your antithesis, <laughs> and you got your synthesis. Okay. <laughs> now that's presented perfectly in in uh, in the 2000 Grinch. Okay, yep. because you got the Grinch with his thesis, Christmas sucks. You got the hoes with their their antithesis, which is Christmas is great. You get presents and stuff. And then you get the synthesis, which is it's not about the presents. It's about getting together. Yeah, that's how they come together. Everyone learns something in this, uh, especially the who's, you know? Mm. Um, that's crucial. And look, maybe, look. That's who's. Maybe it's only. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, in the book, you might argue that this is maybe a more accurate version of the book in a lot of ways because we're not given any sense of the who's. Uh, perception of the Grinch, you know? Mm. Um, we, you know, the Grinch may think they hate him, but like really they don't, mm. um, which makes sense. Um, but also they don't seem to, it's not like Cindy Lou who gives her like a, a rousing speech to the Who's and says, That's, it's not about the presence in the book. In the book, yeah. it's like they know it's not about presence. Yeah. So of course it doesn't affect them. Um, but it's tricky when you try to make this a feature film because we have to spend so much time with the Who characters mm. in order for it to work. Uh, and, and that presents a problem because if they already know what the true meaning of Christmas is in this story, there's no room for them to grow. Mm. Uh, yep. So it's, it's like, meh. Yep. Meh. And I feel like what you were saying before with Cindy, like all of it exists in isolation. Yeah. Like the story between Cindy and the Grinch, which is pretty, which is pretty uh, minimal in any case in this new mm. revamped version, exists yeah. in complete isolation from the rest of the village. No one knows what Cindy's doing. No one really cares about the Grinch, and so yeah. there's no tension. There's very little conflict and tension in these in, mm. each, in each scene. Yeah. Um, and I think that what you were saying about the neighbor, like the, this is what Yarrow Cheney, the director, said, where he was mm. talking about. He goes, he's talking about the influence of Cindy Lou being the anti-Grinch and therefore having the power to save him. And he was saying, like, she loves Christmas, her, uh, she loves her friends and family, she's so giving. Mm. But I'm like, you could say this about any of those, like, who fucks? It's like, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> I just said that because I knew it would get me. I know how to push his buttons, ladies and gentlemen. You could say that about any of these characters, right? That, like, yeah. none of the... Who, can, you, can, you, can you tell me... Yeah. Any th- any can you give me any flaw in any of the Who characters? Um, you think you think about Cindy Lou, you think about the neighbor, you think about the mother, you think about the mayor, like any of them. Can you give me anything wrong with any of them? No, no. The mothers are uh, completely devoted to her. They family. are all saints. They're all saints. Yeah, and that's a huge problem because I ag- agree with you totally. Which is that the the change in this film is actually it's almost more important that the Who's change because they're yeah. the ones isolating this this the Grinch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're the ones yeah. who need to realize that they're doing something wrong as well. Mm. And that doesn't happen in this at all. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be that way, but like I agree with you in the in the way that the story is structured, it has to be that way mm. because you, we've got too much time with them. Yeah. You know? We're seeing Cindy Cindy Lou has an arc apparently in this. And it's like, eh. no. She doesn't. She doesn't I've got shit. a take for what her arc could have been. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm curious to get to that. I got a bit of a rewrite of this whole oh, thing. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we could rewrite Dr. Seuss's classic Christmas story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's an arrogant thing to say. Hey, this I think it'd be interesting to 
reference, and this will be, I feel like it's the first trilogy that comes out after Christmas, which is the Jersey trilogy, correct? Yeah, I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. I wonder, I was going to ask you what the schedule was and if we if it would release before. Listeners, I think we've already informed you, like we're, we're a couple of eps ahead after yeah. this in terms of what we've recorded. And I think, yeah, next episode is, is the Jersey trilogy mm. um, in the new year. And that is very much... Uh, has something to do with the director of this film, Scott Mosier. Yeah, that was an interesting connection. It's really ironic and funny that this is our first Scott Mosier film, technically in the chronological, yeah, in the, yeah, no, in the chronological order of this podcast. <laughs> you know, is, was... we, we're going to talk a lot about Scott Mosier in the next three episodes, but yeah. not reference the Grinch at all. So just yes. so you know that we're not like that's that was kind of yeah out of yeah. order. Unless we did and we forgot about it. No, we like maybe didn't. we were like we definitely didn't. Oh, I this remember... guy goes on to direct that shitty Grinch <laughs> film. You know, did you ever see I that piece of that crap? Thing. No, I or we just get our, li- our wires crossed. Where we're like he's been alive since 1966 directing it like that's crazy um guys yeah. old yeah yeah no that is that is funny he's come a long way um and, and yeah leaping over to um animation mm. which uh, i mean i couldn't find anything substantial about him talking about this film um i couldn't really find much subs- it seems like an interesting uh i mean it's look it paid off he's made one of the most profitable Christmas films of all time. Yeah. He actually replaced the original director. I forget who that was. He had a really great name, the, the original oh, director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll that's get good. it up quickly because it was... Uh, that's, that's great for him. He goes, so yeah, um, in February 2013, Illumination was developing a 3D animated feature film based on Dr. Seuss's book Jesus. with the work. That's it gives you... Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why you're shaking your head because 2013, that's, yeah. how, that's how long it takes. Yeah. Um, with the working title, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, later shortened to The Grinch, Peter... So his name is C A N D E L A N D. So it's it's probably Candyland, but it, I just wanted Candyland. to be Candyland. Peter Candyland. Candyland. And Yarrowcini was set to direct um, uh, through. Though in 2018, producer Scott Mosier took over from Candyland. Mm. Candyland still stayed on to the project uh, for additional story direction. So yeah, it seems like it was mutual, but it's always hard Candy to tell. Candyland's got a sweet tooth. Yeah. <laughs> Candyland lands the deal of the Grinch, and he's like, oh, yeah, Candyland has got a sweet deal Ooh. with this thing. <laughs> Moja comes in. Sorry, Candyland. You're out. You're out. Candyland got canned. <laughs> oh, back uh, to the doghouse for Candyland. Damn, this ain't yeah. too sweet to swallow. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure out why he stepped down or why he left or whatever. But um, it feels like th- that's Scott why this film feels so much like a. <laughs> because normally in animation or in anything, you know, if if someone falls away as a director, it's usually a bit of a story. It's like, oh, mm. what you know, we think about Ant Man with with uh, Edgar Wright, Edgar friend Wright, of yeah. the pod, and we yeah. think about <laughs> other like things that have. Ha- I think there was an example of an animation. Something like that happening, maybe with a Pixar film. Something like I yeah, can't right. remember. Mm. Or, or yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Maybe a Disney film. Something about like a, the the Last Dragon. I feel like maybe had one oh. like a bit of a spat, or it was like a it, it was shown, and they were like, "Oh, we gotta we gotta right. fix things up." But this one, um, there's like there's very little stories about the behind the scenes. There's very little. It feels like there was very little like excitement or drama around the making of it. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch feels like he was the only one doing any press for it because I've only seen yeah. junkets from him. Yeah, and I mean, and he is the, the only. Girl. Well, I mean, there's there's a few stars in there. I mean, like we mentioned, Kenan. SNL guy Kenan. Yep. Yeah, there's also Rashida Jones. She's yep. in there. Although, man, I feel bad for Rashida Jones. Oh, she's man. like an amazing actress, and she gets these roles Such where it's a like boring role. Oh man, 
For an animation as well. Yeah. There's nothing in there at all to play with. Nothing. She's just so a put-upon, really hard-working saint of a mother, which is yeah. like, cool, that's a great character to show in, in a kid's film, but also like... I feel like she's had to play that actor, role a few times. Yeah, for an actor, it's like, God, there's nothing there. I mean, it's a like, paycheck though, but you know. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's a boring role. Boring role it's because there's role, literally there's no there's no conflict in any of her scenes except yeah. for the fact that she's like oh god I'm tired I gotta do the dishes like Actually, she would have I think come I gotta, in to do that job yeah. been like oh I gotta do the dishes and then she would have gone home and been like oh, I gotta do the dishes Dish, yeah. like it's it's literally <laughs> like can you like oh it really frustrated me because I love Rashida Jones I'm a massive Parks and Rec fan yeah and daughter like, of Quincy Jones did you yeah, know this she's made some amazing docos as well yeah um, she's a really great filmmaker oh, and director and producer and yeah she. I just hated that she had nothing in this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. What were you going to say? Angela though? Bassett? Is that the other one? Angela Lansbury. Lansbury, that's it. Who From... I thought was Betty White. And I was like, wasn't she yeah, dead? Same, same. Yeah, same. Wasn't she dead by now? Because <laughs> I feel like she, uh, Betty White <laughs> and Jackie Chan, there was always like a news article saying, you know, this uh, this person has died. And it was always those two. Mm. Like there was always like Jackie Chan is, is dead. And I was like, no, he's not. Mm. Or like Betty White is dead. And she's like, no, I'm still kicking. <laughs> I can't do a Betty White voice, but uh, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, actually, Dame Dame Angela Lansbury. Wow, yeah, really? Dame Dame, yeah, Dame. She got she's American and she got knighted, or she no, played? she's British, I think. Really, isn't she? She sounded so American in this, but I don't know. Well, uh, she played. It wasn't her main thing. Murder, she wrote. Yeah, murder, she wrote from nineteen eighty four oh, to two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, she's a... Wish she wrote a better script for The Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Um, dumb. (laughs) No, it wasn't. That was good comic business. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's great. Oh, yeah, she was a British-American-Irish actress-singer. Wow. Damn, Angela, pick one. (laughs) British-American-Irish? Can't have it all. Um, Yes, I can. I think we won't get into it until we reach that certain point in the plot, but I have a feeling I know what direction you're going to go with uh, in terms of your rewrite. I have a feeling, okay. and right. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you know if we're on the same track here. But when we get to that point in the plot, okay. Um, before we do get to that, um, before we do get to that, can I just quickly say, Vale, Angela Lansbury, she died in two thousand twenty-two, so very recent. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what? Vale. What does Vale mean? Vale is like that thing you see where it's like V A L E, like it's, but and it's like you always think Vale, like Vale, but it's people when instead of doing like Rip or like Rip D or R I P D. It's uh, it's Vale is like it's it's I think it's Latin I'm not sure but it's like basically like hey, hey. Fa- farewell <laughs> okay uh, so right. yeah so it's not really hey it's more I just fun. I just wanted to mention it because she literally died within the last like 12 months so yeah wow it's kind of recent so this is one of her last roles I guess I think it probably is her very last yeah yeah um, oh, actually maybe not 2022 yeah I don't know yeah. a, a career spanning 80 years 80 oh, years is she a child actor or did she start as an adult. Teenager. Well, if she died in 2022, that means she would have started in like the 40s because she was born in 25. So she, no, she was she was like, yes, maybe like 18, 17. <gasps> Career breakthrough in 1942. Secured a US show <laughs> in Germany. Secure- <laughs> <laughs> Go Secure- get them, boys. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Secured work in a Canadian touring production of Tonight at 8.30 uh, and was joined by her daughter. Wow. Oh, this is maybe her mother. Yeah, there there Lansbury gained her first theatrical job as a nightclub act at the Samova Club Montreal singing songs by Noel Coward. 
Cool. She was 16 years old. Oh, man, that would suck to have And she man. claimed to be 19 to, to, to get the job. Ah, That's rad. Me. That is rad. 80 years. Wow, good on you. Farewell, Ange. Um, what yeah. were you saying? It would suck to have what name? <laughs> Noel Coward. Coward, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck kind of last name is that? Because, <laughs> you know, the idea behind, like, a lot of last names is, like, for a lot of British people, it was, like, it was their profession or whatever, like, Smith or Baker yeah. or, you know, Tinker or whatever. Yeah, fuck. We talked about yeah. this, Thatcher, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Coward. Coward. <laughs> You were a professional coward. You're paid to run. <laughs> Just getting handed white posies all all through the day. Ah, yeah, I was a florist. Coward. I had a lot of white flowers, and they called me a coward. It wasn't fair, I tell you. Oh, man, that's they also good. made fun of my weird accent. Yeah, I wonder if that. I wonder if that has any kind of uh, any kind of like meaning in that way, in that same way, yeah. like Baker Thatcher. Maybe there's if you look to the root of the word, coward means more than one thing in Latin or something like that. Man, that's good. Maybe. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, I mean, look, if this is their last role, it's a good role to go out on because, yeah, we didn't like it. But, you know, families are going to watch this for generations, I, I dare say. Mm. It being a Christmas film and mm-hmm. about one of the most iconic Christmas characters. Um, second only to maybe Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. And he kind of steals, steals a lot of uh, Santa's, Santa's, Santa's stick, really, doesn't he? Like... <laughs> it does a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears the suit. He does yeah. the thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, some more context, I guess, before we get into the plot. Uh, mm. How this was what seventy five million? You said. Yep. Was the budget? Yep. It had like the biggest opening weekend since the Grinch. Yeah. Ironic. Yeah. Um. And and that was the that had beaten Home Alone or something in the early in terms of a Christmas film. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes on to make like two hundred fifty domestic, domestic, and like three hundred five fifty all up. I think. Which again, I didn't hear about this thing at no, all. There was like no advertising here and like the the advertising budget was like $80 million. So it was yeah. like 75 for the actual production, 80 for like marketing. Yeah. Which was an interesting, it was a smart marketing campaign because they went with a very simple sort of like Apple styled yes, I remember marketing this. campaign with like Helvetica, very simple Helvetica print and it was just like Christmas smells or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And then just his face going, Rrr. Yeah, he's back. And it was he's just back. that. A, a, <laughs> yeah. Like a white background. Yeah. They yeah. didn't really pub- Yeah, it was very a- simple, very minimal, very modern. Do you think parents knew that it was the people who did Despicable Me and so they were like, Okay, this is gonna be a good like or was it just the fact that it was in the holidays, they they had the money and the time to go and do something with their like is is yeah. is that the reason why it was such an explosion? I feel like maybe both, but it could be. Illumination, I feel like they have a brand like and they know how to market themselves. Like you know, it from as soon as you open this film, you get the Illumination opening logo with like a minion, and then yeah. a rabbit from maybe Secret Life of Pets or something. Yeah, so and they've even got like Pharrell. a catalog. Yeah, and Pharrell, <laughs> they've just got a catalog of like they've got a brand basically. So it could have been that definitely. Yeah. The Illumination logos on all the posters and stuff like that. Um, and you know, I mean. The Minions was a fucking huge success. It was. I feel anything like... that becomes a meme, ironic or non-ironic, is like you know you've done well. It's yes, like, sweet. We're in the culture. We're we are locked in. Yeah, but that's why I thought this film did bad because I don't remember any no thing about it. No, ever. not at all. It's not on TV. Yeah, it's not like. I mean, it probably is. We just don't watch TV. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, I'm a really bad like. Uh, you have Netflix, and that's it. Barometer for what's on TV because I never watch it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like I, I feel like it's just not in the. Maybe it's because we're in Australia. Maybe it didn't perform well here. Yeah, true. I mean, it could have performed well in England and true. China. Yeah, China. <laughs> I don't know why I went Trump yeah. with that, uh, but I did. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. But hey, 
Here's a really cool thing, and this get this earned itself a star in my book. This okay. earned a whole star for it. How's about that score? Eh? Does that sound familiar? That little jingle sound familiar to you? Oh, the score? Yeah, did the score sound familiar? No. No? All those little children going, oh, ah, oh, ah. <laughs> Remind you of anyone? Um, no, like what, the, like the, the Home Alone, like final piece of music? Uh, like the dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what, what are you thinking of? No, not it's like. Danny Elfman. Oh. Danny Elfman did the score. He finally got around to doing a Grinch score. Good for him. I thought he did the first. I just thought he did the middle one. No, he didn't do 2000. Oh, so, this one. Oh, so he, and because he was in the doco that we watched, right? Yeah. Oh, because he did Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Right. And he, yeah, that connection. And probably Sleepy Hollow, but I don't think we, he would have done yes, it. Yes, we saw him in that doco that we talked about in the first step a few days yeah. ago where we were like, he was like, I love the Grinch. I loved it. Yeah. So he finally got it. He got it. Oh, yeah. And like as soon cool. as it was when they were doing the Christmas thieving, the, yeah. when they were stealing Christmas, that's when he really like, you know, he, he dialed up the sort of, not creepy but what's what, what would you describe it's sort of whimsy and creepy at the same time or like not yes. creepy just like devilish almost you know what i mean <laughs> ghoulish <laughs> ghoulish yeah but like he just does that well you know yeah he gets he has a good theme going so um as soon as that cranked up i was like oh yeah yeah that's cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> closed my eyes <laughs> <laughs> just listened yeah. yeah so um he's in there doing that thing so that's oh, good that's cool yeah Good for them. Yeah. I liked how Whoville, the transport was all based around skis and toboggans. I thought that was, was really cool. cool. Like, I yeah, was like, I, I would love to live in this town. Oh, yeah. It's you like know. a gingerbread town. I like their yeah. entire design. The color palette, amazing. Bunch of ramps everywhere. Yeah. It had sucked to go uphill anywhere, it oh, looks yeah. like. You would get sweaty quick. Yeah. But yeah. a downhill, like, oh, so good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting that she kind of, like, Cindy Lou Who comes from, like, they're meant to be, like, a sort of not well-off family, I guess, and they live at the top. Mm. I find interesting. An interesting uh, subversion of our uh, expectations of... Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, I was also just going to say, yeah, they built a 3D model of the Whoville in a in this software called Nuke so that they didn't have to like... So that they could nuke it at the end. <laughs> exactly. So it could nuke the box office. <laughs> no, it's just, just so that they could... Um, literally put the camera wherever they want and then wow. they didn't have to go, all right, well, now we're going to just animate this block, we're going to animate this block, we're going to animate this block. They just Whoa. sort of created a 3D world that they could inhabit and just put the camera anywhere. That is nuts. Sort of like a VR game in a way where it's like, sweet, it exists, put the camera there and then we'll animate these things around there. Wow. Yeah, that's some that's some I don't crazy, know how they do this shit. That's some crazy talent and technology. Yeah, yeah. This, to me, I'm sure if I could, if there was like a behind the scenes, you know, breakdown of how they made this i'm sure this would like go up a whole two stars for me just like the first one did yeah if i could just see this thing getting made i'm sure i'd be fascinated but as it stands (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's that thing when you see people's passion and energy going into something that even if it didn't come across like there's so many there's so many elements because the animators have no control over the script I guess plot, not, no. You know, so in most cases. So they're just doing their best, and I think they knocked it out of the park mm. with what this thing looks like. I, like yeah. I, I talked about the style, and it's not potentially my cup of tea when it comes to, like, the pop arty kind of, you know, very comfortable, I, yeah, like, big-eyed. I, I, like, I really hated how they made some of the kids look like minions. I just thought that was, like, so... I, that's the thing. I, I don't like Illuminations. So lazy. I love Illuminations animation, but I hate their character design. Yeah. Their yeah, dog, that, their yeah. pets yeah. and their dogs, especially. I'm like, oh man, I hate that. Yeah, hate that dog. <laughs> I don't yeah. hate the dog. It feels but like it's very back end. It. It inspired. Like, They're like, yeah. let's make fun toys potentially. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, uh, we, it would be remiss of us um, not to mention the titular character's voice as well. Uh, yes. Benedict Cumberbatch. Good old Benny Cumberbun. Um, that guy. What's your first exposure to Benedict? Because I feel like he was one of our first... I feel like he was a unique case in my, uh, like, um, I guess, generation or whatever, because I, I was, like, um, a teenager when he started to, like become huge and he was one of the first people that I witnessed become a movie star like Mm. until before then all my waking memory is like just like oh Will Smith is a movie star or like Tom Cruise Mm. is a movie star I'd I'd never seen someone start Mm. and then become one in like the public sphere was Mm. I I reckon he'd be one of my biggest in terms of that like watching witnessing that happen Mm. because I first thing I saw him in was Sherlock Um, yeah I remember him coming up in Sherlock although I had never watched it Uh, I wasn't a huge Sherlock fan I remember really wanting to see Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy because it had a great trailer and he was in it. It's a damn good uh, film. Yeah, I need to rewatch it because I watched that as a kid and I was expecting. I was poised for a tight, action packed spy thriller. Bondian. Being type. a kid, and I was like, yeah. what? It's just spies talking. <laughs> what? Where's slow. the gadgets? Where's the car? Slow, <laughs> slow paced intrigue, which, which is now exactly my cup of tea. I'm yeah. down for that. Oh man, spies! Because I, think... I love, I love it when like a really uh, cool sounding job is actually super boring. Love that stuff. I feel like if oh, you yeah. watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, I I have a prediction that it might actually shoot into like the top twenty movies for you. Like, really? I, I feel like oh, wow. you would love it. Damn. Yeah, I have to check it out. I remember seeing him in Danny Boyle's. Uh, Frankenstein at the National oh, Theatre. I didn't yeah. see it at the National Theatre. We I saw just, that together. We saw it together, yeah, year 12. Wild. Saw it at Cinema Nova. Big ups to Cinema Nova. And Brenny. Brenny was there. Yeah, Brenny, guest. Yeah. Fan of the, well, not fan, <laughs> friend of the pod. Sounds like it was an excursion, but it actually wasn't. We just yeah. went and Brenny came. Yeah, it was like, it was oh, great. Yeah, I think we ran into him there, right? We're like, whoa. Oh, actually, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And we're like, whoa, teacher. Yes, yes. yes. He was but like, I can't also, be seen with you outside but- <laughs> of school, kids, please. <laughs> please, please. Um, no, that was great. We we saw that. It was like, a, yeah, it was a projection of the theatre play, wasn't it? it was yeah, like a, we it was a recording it of the play. Yeah, and it was great. Yeah. Oh, it was insane. good. We saw him playing both roles because they swapped throughout the entire movie. So he was playing Frankenstein and then the monster and they'd flip with um, yeah. the other great actor. Uh, what's his name? He, he's, in that, uh, he's in that series. That's all I can tell you. He's well. It's funny because they both play Sherlock in a Sherlock Holmes TV series. Oh, that's what I'm thinking then. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he dated Angelina Jolie as well. Isn't that crazy? The other guy? Not yeah. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller. That's it. Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. That's a cool name. It's a great name. Love yeah. those triple barrel. And he's from he's from um, Train Spotting as well. Ah, uh, yes, yes, makes sense. Yeah. Yes. So that was my first exposure to Benedict, and I was like, he's pretty good. I mm. uh, wasn't a fan of yeah, like I said. Sherlock didn't watch it, um, but he's done plenty of stuff, and he's pretty good. Um, well, we should say you then played, you then did that show, right? Oh yeah, I did. That was my that was my VCE sort of play thing. Yeah, you didn't. do I would the have been play. in year eleven. Did, like I a, guess, did you do a solo did... for it or something? Yeah, we had to do a monologue. That so. would have been that would have been. So Benedict would have been like in your brain a lot because you would have been like studying what he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. And then he yeah. and then he kind of used that skill to do Smaug as well. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that it was good. Of... I liked him as Smaug. Everyone mm. loved him as Smaug. Mm. He had a great voice. Yeah. He goes very deep. Yeah, that's the thing. I love him in most things, um, but I have this weird thing where I struggle when he's American. Mm. Um, yeah. Even though I think he can be quite good, like as much as I didn't like this particular film, Power of the Dog, I thought he was actually pretty good in that. I liked him in Power of the Dog. Yeah, and he's American. But it's it's more like 
him as like, I don't know. I think he can do the accent quite well. It's actually more that his English voice is so good. And he yeah. is so Shakespearean. Why waste good things? Oh man, why? Why? Like, because the American feels so, like, it does feel cutter. performative and yeah, it doesn't feel because it natural. Is. He's and having, he's having feels... to do another layer of things, you know. Yeah. If yeah. he's just na- and because like you think about all all of my favorite roles that he's in, he's British in every single one of them. Oh, right, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was it. But he he actually they they cast him uh, to be British in this. They yeah. were like, we want you to be a British Grinch. Um, which I feel like is a very American take on like, you're British, you can just whine all the time. (laughs) Yeah, well, you you can just be a curmudgeon, like, you know, just be like a, but he was like, no, 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 like this is an American character. This is literally, you know, Seuss is Mm. an American, his characters were American, I'm going to be him. And I think that was a good choice. Although Bert Karloff narrated and played the Grinch, he was British. Is it Bert Karloff? That's his name? The original? Boris. Boris Karloff. Yeah. I think. Wait, wait. He, yeah, wait. What did he do? He did an American accent because he lived in America for so long. But he's British. Yeah, but he it was, was he American, was British-ish. right? British-ish. Because even even much even like I guess that's pretty British. Jim, Jim Carrey was British because people compared him to Sean oh, Connery. Yeah. It was like I must stop Christmas. It's not American. Sometimes it is. Yeah. He goes in and out. He does a lot of different. Oh, maybe that's there. why. Because I liked his. Yeah, I didn't even. And think so that's. Of that. I think that was Benedict's thinking. Was we got to. It is an American story, so we should try and course correct a bit. How did Boris do it? Was he like they yeah. came without Just, posters? Exactly. Or he, yeah, it's got, it yeah, like that's that. like yeah, Churchillian yeah, yeah. almost. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, maybe he yeah. should have done British. Maybe oh. he shouldn't have. Look, I think it was a good swing. I think it was a it was a, a smart, good point of difference. For good sure. point of difference, but I think yeah, did didn't make contact with the ball. Well, I didn't. Well, I think because the other two have such of a such a character to them, mm. whereas he is just like I'm just a guy from the Midwest. Yeah, like, I'm just, they really I'm wanted the, to make you know, this more just natural in a way. I'm just the Grinch, and it's yeah. like ah, uh, like it's a yeah. it's a decent American accent, but it's not. It doesn't suit the. And he yeah. actually said this ironically in a in a. In a press junket where mm. he's like, I always get afraid that my voice isn't going to match the character that it's coming out of. Yeah. But he's like, I can confidently say that it has. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if it has, buddy. But I don't think that's his fault. I think he – yeah, I think you're right. He swung for it and I think uh, – uh, uh, yeah, it's just one thing. It just, it just got – it went through the through the keyboard yeah. kind of thing. It got missed. Yeah. yeah. It didn't do it for me. Yeah. I didn't feel anything for the guy. No, and and that's the thing. Well, so we can get into a, a bit about because I mean people know the story, like in terms of the the framework. We can get into if they listen to the last two episodes. Yeah, probably they're, done. they're sick of it. <laughs> uh, they're turning off right now. Um, but yeah, the the biggest difference in this is that the backstory is that he was a young uh, child in the orphanage in Whoville, which is a very um, I think was a was a decent idea for them to start mm-hmm. with, but I think was missed because I think what it needed was, I think it needed some more harsh moments where people looked at this Grinch child mm. and were like, "Oh my god, what like what a hideous like no yeah. way are we like that he was never he was never rejected uh, to his face. Mm. It was always walking. It was him walking in this empty building again, very distant, very separated, mm. which may have been what they were going for, but it, it just it lacks a lot of kind of interpersonal bite. bite and conflict. And so he's just kind of walking around as a kid in this lonely place and seeing kids get picked up by their new parents. But there's never any vitriol of like, oh, no, not him. You know, not not him either because of his appearance or not mm. him either because of his 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 worldview or his mm. attitude or his behavioral mm. traits. Like mm. he he's just kind of like a little kid who is just ignored. Mm. And then 
turns into an adult who who ignores everyone else because he associates that pain with Christmas because he's mm. like Christmas was a time where heaps of people were adopted. It's a time where everyone got you know, together. Everyone got together, and so he's associated out, yeah. with that with a lot of pain, which I think it adds up, but it could have been strengthened. Yep. And again, that dynamic between the Who's and the Grinch could have actually like had some sparks fly. Yep. But again, weirdly enough, the Illumination people were like, no, it's the the Who's have got to be perfect. Mm. Uh, which is just so boring and dull. Yeah. And and then, yeah, the other main difference is in the story is that instead of uh, Cindy Lou having a relationship with the Grinch in the sense of, like, meeting him and going up to the mountain and all this stuff, it's more that she and her – she recognizes her mum being so put upon mm. and hard and overworked. Mm. And she's like, all right, gang. And she gets all of her cool bike riding friends who, like, for mm. some reason, these animation films always feel the need to make the kids, like, like – apathetic and like adult and like you know blowing bubbles where they're just like yeah man like whatever yeah they gotta be yeah they gotta be cool they gotta be hip they gotta be you know but i love she she like she like smoking a a candy candy cane cane or something yeah she she blackmails them in a really funny way i thought where she's like she's like whatever their names are roger i helped you with your homework last night or like you know stephanie i helped you pick up that thing remember that time i did this yeah it's like really no it's like she she steals 16 dollars from it from her mum and gives it to one of them is the is one of the anecdotes she goes right remember when you asked for 16 dollars and i stole it from my mom and and i didn't ask what you needed it for what did he need it for and like her mum's put upon i feel like it's because cindy lou's doing this kind of crap yeah She's like robbing her and stuff. She's robbing her blind. But yeah, she she's she, she her plot or her story and the thing is to kidnap Santa um in order to ask Santa for her Christmas wish, mm. which is uh which is to help her, her mother. Which yeah. I don't she never really says what the specifics of that are. It's yeah, she doesn't like give mum what she wants or something yeah. instead of me. Very sweet. I like I, I think it's fair enough that they kept her innocence alive because Cindy mm. Lou in in to be fair, in any of the other films, she is not like a flawed character in the sense of like wanting all the gifts and materialism yeah. and all that stuff. But it's it's um I thought the biggest mistake and it reminded me weirdly of Con Air. Oh. The scene in <laughs> okay. Con Air where the two FBI agents are chasing after the plane that the audience knows is not the right plane. Right, yeah. It's that whole thing. It's yeah. like there's no tension in the whole sequence, which is pretty much the whole spine of the film, at least mm. in Cindy Lou's case. The whole spine of that arc is that she is trying to capture Santa and they're doing this kind of Home Alone heist thing, preparing for it. Yep. But it's like we know that we know that she's going to succeed and we know yeah. that the whole... Well, succeed whole, in inverted commas. Yeah, we basically. know that the whole 180 is going to be that it's the Grinch. Yeah. So there's no there's no enticement, there's no intrigue in that whole build-up yeah. because it's like we know this plan's going to work in a backwards kind of a way, mm. but as the movie kept going and it kept being like planning, 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 mm. planning. I felt this like, exact same thing but with the deer. That's that why he's, it's boring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, well, I know he's just going to use Max. Like this, this deer's going to run away. Yeah. And also that deer, so basically the idea is – the way this film is structured is, unlike the 2000 film, it's, it's so weird saying the 2000 film. Like, if I said the 2002 film, that makes sense. But saying the yeah. 2000 film. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the difference between, uh, in terms of the structure, the difference between the Jim Carrey version and this one is, the Jim Carrey version spends most of the film on backstory and then the last 40 minutes are him stealing Christmas or preparing for the stealing and then and doing it. It becomes the book. Whereas this one is, it's pretty much a 50-50 split where it's like origin and then 50% of the time he's, you know, prepping to steal Christmas and then stealing Christmas, right? So there's this extended uh, 
a sequence where he's stealing a deer uh, or trying to find reindeer to pull the sled. Um, he finds one, takes it home. He ends up like living with it. And they become buddies. <laughs> it's a totally unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Weird, it's, like, yeah, it's just like uh, it's funny. It's obligatory. Look, another cute animal. Yeah. kids to look at. Yeah, but um, because the joke is that it's a, like a morbidly obese reindeer for some reason. Yeah, that, it was bigger than the other ones, right? I, yeah, I'm not imagining that. Okay, no, yeah. no, no. It was like it was like, hey, it's really fat. That's right. He even says that he's like he must have eaten the other ones, which yeah. is you know, I mean, talk about not being PC. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um. Uh, he's a real Grinch. This well, here's the the weird thing for me was so he steals it. He's getting ready to, or he, you know, he, he takes the deer. He's getting ready to steal Christmas, and then eventually he, he calls it Fred. I think Fred sees his wife and child, and he's like, and then they they get together, and, and like the Grinch is like, go on, he, yeah. because of his whole backstory and his trauma with not having a family. He's like, yeah. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, but like to me, I was like, I was I was like, who is this Fred? I know he's an animal, but, like, what's his deal? Yeah. Because he knowingly abandons his family to hang out with the Grinch. Yeah. He, and, he's, you know, he's got, like, a, a child. It's winter. It's yeah. hard to live It made no animals sense. And he's, he's got all the fat stories he could need. Exactly. And his family's just like, oh, we'll take him back. It's like, Where'd you, where have you gone? Yeah. Yeah, where that, have you been? Just so, hanging out with some weird green loner and a dog. That was so disconnected and so, so force-fed in the sense of, like... Yeah. This is a scene for the Grinch to realize that family is important. But it's like he, that wasn't him learning that. That was him being like, oh, yeah, you've got a family. Yeah, go. of course. Yeah. Like he's not. He wasn't even upset. He was like, oh, no, it's OK. You can go. Yeah, yeah. And it's like so that's the problem. If, if he'd if he'd had if he'd unleashed at Fred and been like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like you're going away for the, like we had a we had a deal. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, if he yeah, showed yeah, some of his yeah. vitriol, yeah, it doesn't know, do maybe it be the villain. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. kind of the whole idea. Exactly. We, he's too sympathetic too quickly. Yes. And so it makes it frustrating. The other thing I'd say with, and I agree with what you said about the structure of the two films, but the, the 2000 version, um, in its structure, it has the all-important relationship between Cindy and the Grinch. Like, it's building It's set up that. early. It's, set, set, it's really setting up early. early, and it's like yeah. their relationship changes. So because it's set up early, you have a longer time to explore mm. it, yeah. and there's all, the, there's all the conflict and the kind of butting of heads at the start of it. Mm. Um, and so that makes sense why, why when Cindy is in trouble, the mm. Grinch is like, I've formed a bond with this girl. Yeah. I, can start, I can start to see her perspective. Yeah. Um, whereas in, in this one, literally they meet when he is... Well, they they have a bump into mm. at the at the start of it where you know he yeah. kind of tells her that Christmas is meaningless or whatever. Yeah. But other than that, she, I don't think she even. There's clocks. no exchange of ideas between them. No, I, well, um, I don't think that she clocks that he's even the Grinch. Yeah, he's and just then, a guy. And then a green he, guy. yeah, and then he and then he meets her as Santa again. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, she she her, her words have an immediate effect. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. her words have an effect where it's like. Um, what you're doing is like, well, did she? She did, yeah. Did she think he's Santa? Did she think he's the Grinch? She, she thinks he's Santa. Yeah, yeah. She's she's convinced. She's got the big beard on. It works better because he's got this massive beard on. Yeah, true. Because they're all furry, so it's like they're yeah. all fluffy. So it's like yeah, the fact yeah. that he's hairy all they're over all... is not like a big jump. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's tricky. It's very tricky. Yeah. Um. Uh, um. <laughs> I wanted to say something, but I can't remember what it was. Was it about the deer? Was it about the structure? About the um, the Grinch? It was about the Grinch, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know what specifically. I, I'm pretty much agreeing with everything you're putting down. I'm picking up, basically. Mm. I'm agreeing with you. Um, I'm trying. I'm like I'm trying to think of what happens in the movie as well, and I'm, I'm blanking. Mm. 
You know what? There's this, there's there's a bunch of just yeah problems with the rules here that just aren't as tight as the other ones. So like like we've talked about, because he's free to walk through Whoville without you know people looking at him. Mm. There's no reason for him, for instance, to do a recon uh, on Whoville with Max. Yep. So there's a sequence where he gets Max strapped to this weird little Harry Potter, uh, helicopter contraption mm. and he goes down. And he's like, I need you to do recon for mm. me. So we need to find out how many houses to steal from. Mm. It's like, why don't you do that? You can walk through Whoville just fine. Mm. I guess he doesn't want to be there, I suppose. But it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, uh, there's the fuck happens next he builds a sleigh he steals a sleigh it's a fun little sequence i guess he gets chased by a dog that's fine it's very boring <laughs> i like the contraptions and the gadgets it's very yep. it's very um marvelified where it's like you need a you need like a batman get i know batman's not from marvel but it's one of those things or like iron man gadgets where it's like this candy cane stick needs to turn into like a a grabby mechanism that can hook you to this and scoot you over there and do this. You need like shuriken stars that can do this, and the, yeah, oh, that was all fun. They kept Grinch's like Inspector Gadgety kind of like abilities. Inspector so, Gadget's like, a good yeah, way of putting it. Very yeah. Susie and very fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is cool. Um, can I pitch you my rewrite for Cindy? Yeah, we're pretty much. I mean, everyone, yes, yeah, do that because so, I'm curious to know. If it's, it's not perfect, perfect but I feel lines. like it's what it potentially what it what was needed was Cindy. She's so perfect in this film, and I feel like it's fair enough to take that message from the other two films because she's kind of flawless in the other ones as well in terms of her, like... Um, but at least in the 2000 version, she is in she is at least in internal conflict where she's like, I don't know if what I believe is true. Mm. I don't know if my thoughts about Christmas are, are bad to be thinking, like mm-hmm. I'm going against what my family's... Like, she's she's at least... There's some, there's some, there's some intrigue there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like with this one... She wants to know where Christmas is. Yeah. Where are you, Christmas? With this one, it's more like I want to... Um, I She very quickly is like, I want to help mum. Yep. So I'm going to help mum by uh, getting my friends together, kidnapping the Grinch or ki- kidnapping Santa, mm-hmm. asking him for his help, and then that happens. Yep. All of that happens. There's very little, mm. very little uh, obstacles faced. Yep. Um, so I thought, what if instead of that... Cindy at the start of the film is like kind of a little bit like the Grinch in that she's friendless. Mm-hmm. Um, she can still be a sweet little girl, mm-hmm. but she's friendless. Yep. She is potentially friendless because she doesn't have a lot of stuff. She's poor. Yep. This makes sense because of the way they've set up the in mom a consumer and the family. Society, and like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like the mum is, you know, pretty hard done by and mm. she's working really hard, but, like, she can't afford to get everything Cindy wants. Yeah. And because of this, Cindy doesn't feel like she fits in with the consumerist who's and all this stuff. Mm. And so maybe there's a, like, maybe Cindy starts <laughs> to, like, actually resent her mum, which, right. you know, because she's, like, she, she can't, she feels like she's being... She's a kid. She's misinformed. She yeah, thinks this exactly. Is a, this is, she's, yeah. like, mum's just being mean where it's, like, no, mum's trying to, like, put food on the table um and so cindy like hates that she's poor and so she wants to be just like the other kids and you know enjoy christmas and you know have everything she wants the way that it should be enjoyed is like her Mm. flawed kind of belief at the start and 
I think that would put some some great scenes in the script between Cindy and her mum, mm. where like they start out like on reasonable terms, but as the story goes forward and Christmas com- gets closer. Cindy starts to get more desperate and more mm. afraid that she's not going to have this big Christmas that she wants. And she mm. starts to, like, the con- the, the, the lines between her mum and, and her, like, start to be drawn pretty firmly. Yeah. You could also have some scenes between Grinch and Cindy when they initially meet. And maybe they could almost be more like, not necessarily like kindred spirits, mm. but like Cindy starts to see how the life led by the Grinch, like the hate and loneliness that he's based his life on, like, is... Mm is kind of incorrect. Mm. And and so that could, like, help her pivot mm. when it's needed in the film of, like, she realises that she's becoming him a little bit. Right. She realises yeah, she's, yeah. she's starting to hate Christmas because she's basing it off all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And it's, like, consuming her a little bit. I don't know. Like you said, they've kind of corked the teeth of this film a bit where they're like, we can't have too much. We can't have a relationship between a mother and a daughter that is contentious. And we can't, like... Yeah, we we they wanted they wanted a bunch of room for fun and games. They yeah. wanted a bunch of room for the you know the kids to be yeah. you know playing around with gadgets and yeah. getting the you know the the plan in order and the heist and all that. I I, I get that. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But I just feel like she she had a massive role to play in this story and she was very underutilized. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. We we were thinking along the same lines in a sense. Uh, not so much the, um, uh, well, mostly in terms of the conflict being between Cindy Lou Who and the mum. I was like, that's where the that's where the that's where the conflict needs to be, like Cindy Lou Who's going about. Because in all the scenes, like yeah, her mum is her mum is like being overworked. She's got this whole thing to do to look after these two baby twins, go to a job, all that kind of crap. And Cindy Lou is trying to help her, but she's going about it the wrong way. Um, because because to me, I felt like her mum was going, please just. Eat your breakfast and mm. go to school, yeah. please. Yeah. Mommy's really stressed yeah. today. She's like, no, I'm going to go to the North Pole and find <laughs> Santa. He's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> so I felt like the conflict was she was trying to help her mum, uh, but going about it the wrong way, and that was causing some gripes. And it's like, eh. and then I don't know how that would necessarily come to a, you know, that would eventually that would come to, what, what do you call it? Uh, climax or something that yeah, come to yeah. a head uh, and then you'd have your low point and then yeah. I don't exactly know the details of that but I, I thought that's what the broad stroke would be yeah it? I think that's fair I think but yeah. the, the problem was that they kept it confined to each scene yeah. So it's like there, there was even a scene where they ended it on a note of like Cindy being like, see you, mom. Hey, you're doing great. And her mom was like, thanks. Thanks, sweetheart. Yeah. And like, hey, I'll make dinner tonight or whatever. Oh, yeah. amazing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's so boring. There's no it like, is, what about yeah. leaving it with like, hey, mom, like I'm going to go, you know, p- post off my list to Santa. And, uh, I've you know, oh, you haven't asked for too much, have you? Oh, like, no, well, Santa, he'll get me everything. Yeah. Kind of like. Posing this like yeah. immediate drawing these lines of like oh it's gonna be ugly when Santa yeah, can't yeah, get yeah. you much tonight or you know in, on Christmas and yeah. then that scene you're talking about where she's like please don't go to the North Pole even that the mum is so calm in it yeah she's, she's like, like okay she's but like, it's gonna take you a while. Take you while yeah and it's like okay diffused yeah it didn't seem like she was that hard pressed at all no you know ah. sorry Rashida Rashida's just too good <laughs> she can she's got a handle on it she's three moves ahead of you <laughs> you're playing checkers. <laughs> She's playing, I don't know, Cracker Jack? Is that a chess. Christmas thing? <laughs> I don't know. Nutcracker. Yeah, That's sure. a musical or a show. <laughs> I don't know this show, This movie really crossed me up. <laughs> it actually didn't. It just like it untangled me and just left me diffused and wet and tired. <laughs> wet? Yeah, wet. Why? I felt like I was just 
I don't know. Like I just after feel a like, drizzle of rain. Yeah, after a drizzle of rain. Mm. This is Melbourne, Melbourne sort of weather. I just walked out, got a bit wet from the rain, went, went back inside. <laughs> I didn't that's want that. Movie, that's all this movie was to me. It was nothing. It was it was it was corkboard. It was it was drywall. It yeah. was nothing. The time you, I, no bite. I, I agree, and it didn't make me. It didn't ever make me like angry, except to when for when um, the Grinch was going through the houses, um, stealing things. Yeah, and Pharrell wouldn't shut up. <laughs> there was so much narration that if you looked Not at good it, good narration either. No, I but must that's admit, the whoever so wrote repetitive. the narration wasn't great. It was so repetitive. Yeah. In that scene as well, especially where it was like him just stealing things from the houses. Yeah. Every scene yeah. had like four or five lines where it was like, and he grabbed it all up. And he grabbed and he grabbed. And he grabbed and he grabbed some more. And it was yeah. like, oh my God, we can see Whoa. it. Just, <laughs> yeah. just intro it and then get out. Yeah. Dial that down, turn the Danny Elfman music up, yes. way up, yes. and then just go along with that. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back ah, Anthony Hopkins for my money. Oh, man. Give me Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Sir sure. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. There's some royalty in these movies, actually. Got a yeah, sir, got a dame. Some knights, some, some dames. Um, yeah. Incredible. Um, actually, you've touched on something good, though, uh, the narration. Uh, yes, by the very hip Pharrell Williams. <laughs> the very hip. <laughs> Who um, sort of like, I mean, he was super famous, but he shot up in, I don't know, uh, movie soundtrack fame because of um, the happy song from Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. Which got him an Oscar nomination and maybe a win as well. Can't remember what won that year. You keep you keep talking. I'm going to look it up because that that feels like a big enough song to have won it. But yeah, I not. remember it was a huge thing. But I, I want to know if he didn't win it. I want to know who did. Yeah, that's that's I know. That's, I feel like the Lego Movie also had no. They were snubbed that they were snubbed whenever that. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, he narrates this one because Illumination sort of like that's part of our brand now is like having a cool hip you know, modern voice attached yep. to us. It works. Clearly it works. It made us a bunch of money and an Oscar nomination. Um, so they brought him in for this. I feel like, again, good good thought behind that process, making this thing more modern. Again, we've talked about the minimalism behind the marketing, a different approach to the Grinch's voice, a new hip, uh, you know, hip-hop star narrator with a cool voice. Mm-hmm. Good thinking, making it more modern for the kids, but, yeah, it didn't work for me. At all? No, not at it all. Didn't I hated it didn't, that you're a meme one, Mr. Grinch? But remake. was that now? Was that Tyler the Creator who did the uh, opening song? I know he did the the I credit song. Feel like it was, yeah. Or or um, yeah. No, it may I, have been Pharrell Williams. I, I honestly couldn't tell. But like, I know Tyler does the the final credit song, which is a different one. But the the oh man, the you're a mean one song. Oh, it felt but like Danny Elfman yeah, also it was, made it. Was that. Tyler the Creator? But I feel like he was so he was so lazy with how he was performing it. Someone actually speaking of toothless, that's what someone I think from the New Yorker their mm. review was. The music is toothless. Oh, <laughs> that geez. was their review. Um, it was just frustrating dude, it was to just, listen to. It was not at all. I tell you what, the moment I knew I was going to have a problem with this movie was opening happened, sweeping shots of Whoville, all that kind of crap. Lovely, la di da di da. And then, like, the narration starts again. It's like, but there was someone in Whoville who did not like Christmas. A lot, or whatever the, yeah, meme, yeah. the meme was. Yeah. And I was like, meme? Whatever the line was. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was like, the Grinch. And it said the Grinch, and it was just like this this shot of, not even Mount Crumpet, just like a shot of the side of the mountain, and we're creeping up, and it's like, he announced the Grinch with, it had no gravity to it at all. It was no. Like, the Grinch. And I was yeah. like, wait, 
Show me like a silhouetted image of the Grinch. Yeah, make Set him, him scary. Make him scary. Don't, don't or show us all the creepy image. signs first, then say the Grinch. Don't just say the Grinch like yeah. he's a guy. Yeah. I guess. Anyway, so that bothered me. And then we got the Grinch and it's like, hey, he's cranky. Don't speak to him until he's had a coffee yeah. sort of opening. <laughs> um, and, then, and then straight into the You're a Mean One remix, which is not a great song. It's not great. It's not good. Um, but it's also just like now we're just getting it out of the way. Okay. Yeah, all just right. immediate, like, showing all your cards kind of thing. Yeah. And they're not good cards. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got a two, a king. Does that and, get me anything? Uh, I got this little Joker fella. What does that do? Can we do the, uh, the over the over the, over the hump uh, straight, like like king, ace, two, three, four? <laughs> no. For the last time, no. Oh, aces are high. Yeah. <laughs> so I found uh, the 2013 uh, Oscar-nominated um, songs. Yeah. There were only four that year. Wow. Which, for the years surrounding it, seemed to have been at least five. Wow. There were only four. Mm. Um, Not a good year for music. I'll give you... In the movies. I'll give you the... Uh, can you remember at all any of them that would have been up for it? Or, and can you... Do, like, do you think, basically... Do you want to lock in that um, Happy won it? I don't think it won it. But what was, what was the year again? 2013. 2013. So... Oh, so that was like... Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that the same year as Dallas Buyers Club? Was that that year? Was that the year after? It's 2013. Mm. No. Well, that couldn't be right. I don't know. Well, if, if it is, I can't see that nominated oh, for right. any songs. It but... No, it wouldn't be for a song. Because I just remember the 2013-14 was sort of when I started tuning out of the Oscars. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, but I think that was actually later. 2013? Uh, pff, no, nothing. I'm blanking. So, uh, Mandela, Long Walk of Freedom, um, which was a movie that... I'd- yeah, there was, was that the one movie. with Idris Elba? Maybe. Is that one? Ordinary Love was the song. It didn't win. That was no. by U2. Um, <laughs> Her That's for the film The Moon Song, uh, for the song The Moon Song. Oh, yeah. By Karen O and Spike Jones. Yep. And then Despicable Me 2 for Happy. Oh, that was Pharrell Despicable Williams. Me 2. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then the winner, and it's like, Pharrell must be like, if I had done that song any other year. Any other year, I would have I would have won. gotten gold. Uh, frozen, let it go. Ah, uh, yeah. No, there was no competition there. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Sorry, buddy. Both of those songs in the same year? Yeah, I feel like that was like, that's like one of the only examples of, of, a, of a song coming out in a kid's movie and playing on the radio. And I played both, on the radio. I feel like both of them did. Oh, happy did. Happy, happy did. Let it go, oh, maybe man, not so much. I but like, that so much. Yeah. I was, got tired of that song real quick. Um, that's pretty wild, though. Both of those came out in the same year. Yeah. And, yeah, Pharrell lost out to yeah, Christine no Edison Lopez and Robert Lopez for Let It Go. Cool. Um, Let it go, Pharrell. Let it go. No, I joke. I can't. <laughs> um, but it does say that he's won an Oscar, or at least he's, when I typed in Pharrell Williams Academy Awards, it says Best Original Song 2014. Oh, oh straight after. Which he won. Um, let me see quickly. 2014. It's not very quick at all. Uh, oh, it says Selma, the song Glory oh, yeah. by Common and John Legend. Oh. Was he a producer on that film or something? No, he wouldn't have been a producer on the film, but maybe oh. the song. Maybe, yeah. I yeah. remember Glory, everyone loved maybe Glory. Un, maybe it un... made Chris Pine cry. Do you remember that? What, on, on the sh- in, in the Oscars ceremony? Made a lot of people cry when they sang Glory. Yeah, yeah I remember watching that ceremony. Song. And everyone was like going... Um, Would have been rousing when you were there, I guess. But it looks like as well, Pharrell got an Oscar in like 2019 for best film. What? Yeah. Short film or something? Music? I don't know. 
Whatever. Let me Whatever. see. Whatever. Uh, uh, Green Book, maybe? Was he a producer on that or something? Doesn't look maybe like Maybe he it. must have sung. That did win the Oscar. Yeah. That. Well, it's just, it's like, that's the screen that it shows me when I type in Pharrell Oscars. It's just like, uh, hang on, if I go back here. If you go onto his Wikipedia page, it tells you awards and nominations, and it'll get a, it'll have a bunch of Grammys and stuff like that. Okay, but I'll do that. I want to confirm this because it just said it just gave me his two, and I was like, "What the fuck are these?" Well, while you do that, I'll just talk about stuff. Uh, well, the girl with the dragon tattoo is really good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. Oh, okay, I've got it up here. Okay. Twenty fourteen best original song nominated for Happy. And 2017 Best Picture nominated Hidden Figures. So again, did he produce that? He must have produced that, yeah. What? Well, it's because it says category Best Picture. So yeah, he would have been a producer because that's the producer's award, isn't it? Yeah. When all the producers get up on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So he produced Hidden Figures. Oh, wow. Good for him. That's amazing. Nominated both times. I didn't even realize that won. That won an Oscar for Best Film? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, nominated. Nominated, yeah. Sorry, I missed. I was like, that doesn't, yeah, track. Yeah, no, no, no. He's probably pretty close to an EGOT. Yeah, it's he definitely probably, have a lot of Emmys, probably a lot of Grammys, a lot of Grammys. Why would no, he have wait, Emmys? Emmys. I mean Grammys. Yeah, yeah. Grammys, a lot of Grammys. <laughs> he might be really far from an egot. Yeah, actually. true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's got a globe yet. Maybe he does. I think he maybe got the globe. I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I'm so done with the Grinch. I'm so done with this. I just want to like ah. Oh, I just want to close the book on this thing for good until they make the, the Grinch two, where he saves Thanksgiving or something like that. And it's really troubled and gets cancelled or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm so done with the green. Yeah, well, I mean, so what a fun uh, three days of no, Christmas. No, it wasn't. No, it, it was. It actually was. I had, a lot, we I had do, good fun. We can't spin the wheel or anything because no. we've got our, our, our upcoming trilogies happening yeah. already. But do we want to do a ranking? Do we want to say whether it exists in a, you know, would you be happy to see it in a box set? <laughs> what do you think? I feel like I could see it. Working well on like a tune takeover type thing on Cartoon mm-hmm. Network. Obviously, the you know Grinch, Jim Carrey Grinch isn't animated. Yep. Um, but I feel like they would work well on I don't know AMC or something like that, where it's just like back to back Grinch. Yep. I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I would, you know. I mean, again, it's it's summer in Australia during Christmas, so we'd be out at the beach or something. Yeah. Not not watching a movie. But, uh, yeah, this, I could see, I could see it working. I could see it working, but also, man, you'd have to be crazy to want to watch these three films back to back. Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a week in between each, I think. So it was, yeah, that, was that wasn't even enough. No, and it was helpful that the first one was only twenty minutes long. Yeah, I think, and it had that great special that we saw. Oh, the special yeah. was the thing. It was all about the special. I'd go if the special is is included. Mm-hmm. I'd go. My ranking Ooh. is Grinch third. 1966 Grinch second and 2000 Grinch first. Wait, how is the special involved in there? Like in like it combined with the special, like so oh, it's ranked. If, oh, if okay. that and the so if that wasn't combined, you would put the Grinch 2018 in the middle. Uh, no, probably not. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's really tough on this version to be like it's worse than the 20 minute 1966 version. Yeah, but, I'd probably put this one above that. Yeah. But it's just the... Like, They're both but, like... Yeah, yeah the, the 1966 version is like... Well, look, it, you know, 
it, what would you say, canonized some important things. Number one, green. Number two, the songs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. those are the main yeah, things, yeah, yeah. really. I thought Even you just the, the color green. Even the voice. Well, like the way, whenever you read The Grinch, you think of Boris Karloff's voice, mm. sort of, uh, which Jim Carrey was channeling when he did it. So for me, I, I just channeled Jim Carrey, and that's channeling that, you know. So it's like, I feel like for me, the 1966 version is above the Grinch 2018 version, but only by a narrow margin mm. and only because of the context around it. Maybe that'll change when I see some BTS of 2018's Grinch. Yeah. I don't know. But as of right now, yeah, it's like at the bottom, 2018 Grinch, in the middle, 1966, at the top. I didn't think I would say this, but yeah, the Grinch 2000, you know, how the Dr. Seuss is how the Grinch stole Christmas of the year 2000. That one is at the top. You didn't think you would say that? I didn't think so. I thought I'd watch it and be like, whoa, I love Jim Carrey, but man, this movie blows. Oh. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. It's not got strong competition. That's the thing. It's like yeah. that movie is the adult like, I, Grinch in a sack race against all the children. It's like, <laughs> of course it's going to win. <laughs> no competition. Um, and, and, like, again, like, the 1966 version wins because it's short. It's 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, in terms of enjoyment, I probably got maybe the same amount out of that and this recent one. But this one goes for an hour and a half. Yeah. So it's like, Ugh. Agreed. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, uh, have you said everything you want to say? Uh, I think so. But narrator, aha. Mm. Well, this one, who's the best narrator? Mm. It's, it's going to be the same, isn't it? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> so, and then Boris. And, and then, then Boris and then, uh, yeah, for real. Shit. Yeah. Um, Song. Uh, it's pretty much yeah, the, it's same. the same. <laughs> yeah. 2066, 2018. As in one to three. Uh, the original's good. It was just more yeah. entertaining watching Jim Carrey in full Grinch makeup do the yeah do the remake. seeing him in his element was great. It was um, a good time. I enjoyed that a lot. And yeah. somehow, like, it looks better than like the Polar Express. The what do you mean? Like the the CGI. Oh, I thought you just meant the film. I was like, well, ha- the film's kind of gross looking, but like the actual CGI <laughs> looks like maybe not better, but like on par. If you, look, par pretty, if you with... look pretty closely, it's like, oh, that's pretty janky. Yeah. But it's two thousand, like you know. That's the thing. It's like it's like there's not as much of it. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's not as in your face. Yeah, that there was nothing else I had to say. That was that was it. Um, Box set, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're all three Grinch films, but like, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> if the companies all merge one day, treat your kids to Just, My Neighbor Totoro or something. Yeah, show them that. Yeah, for sure. That's, I feel like that would be Actually, a nice... don't listen to me because, like, I don't have kids, so I don't know what it's like because I like to believe as an adult oh, yeah, with right. parents, I'm like, no, I'm going to treat them to, like, the good stuff. I'm yeah, going to make them then... watch black and white films. Yeah. You know, and they're like... You're gonna, kids, yeah, you're going to watch the, the Maltese Falcon. Something... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't start with that, maybe, but, like, I'd start with, you know, kids' films I'd want to watch. But, like, yeah. they'd be like, man, this thing moves slow. I want to see Despicable Me 10. Yeah, Despicable Me, ten. Yeah, by the woo, time woo, we have woo. kids, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, no, ultimately no... the film is made for kids, so it's going to yeah. be loved by them, I think. But that was what was a little, and very young kids at that, I think. But yeah. that was what was a, a, a little bit sad for me, and not sad like, oh, why didn't you do it better? It was more sad of like maybe they didn't have the chance. Maybe they were getting network notes. Maybe they were getting being pushed into different. It corners, was pushed. Was you know, pushed like, from 2017 to 2018. Yeah. So, so who knows what on. they are working against? These guys yeah. are all talented people, but it's like ultimately it was made by adults and so you want it to be a little bit more nuanced even though it is for a young audience yeah. uh audience but that yeah 
it's just yeah, it is what it is. And who knows? Like you know, it's kind of cool that in those three films, it's like one of them is for really really young kids because I feel like the you know point. if I had an if I had the option like. Um, of showing my nieces like one of these films, I because of their ages, I would be a little bit, I would be a little bit trepidatious by showing them the, the two thousand version. Yeah, because it's like a bit scary, a bit creepy looking. I mean, I watched it when I was five. Yeah, they're not five yet though; they're like three. Oh well, yeah, okay. So you know, Illumination, I feel like is that sweet point where it's like. Yeah. You know, because I'm happy and everything. You're and everyone... a mean one, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. <laughs> oh, man, that was bad. Um, Jesus. Yeah, real bad. Um, talented talented people, though. The the last thing I was going to say is uh, the ball is in your court, buddy. Next year, you get to pick the Christmas yeah. trilogy. To so be honest, not... I mean, we've been saying, but I feel like I came up with the Grinch trilogy. Uh, did I not in the elevator when we were doing the... Nah. Pretty sure I did. <laughs> like I feel like maybe I feel like you came up with a Christmas trilogy idea. Great, great idea. And you were like the Grinch film. And I was like, oh, because I thought my initial okay. understanding was, oh, so we pick a trilogy each and we talk about it. Yeah. So I thought, oh, do Grinches? And then I, yeah, okay. I mean, maybe I'm misremembering. No, I could be no, completely I mean, I'm, wrong. I'm happy, to, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to pick the next one. I feel like yeah. it'll be all the Tim Allen films. But like not the. But no. you mean like Christmas with the cranks and Santa yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. So uh, no, nah, I don't know. It'll be something. <laughs> but I feel like do we do a wheel for the for the trilogies of Christmas movies, or do we just pick them? I feel like a wheel would be fun. Okay. It could be smaller. We'll put together a wheel, yeah. a smaller wheel, a smaller yeah. holiday wheel. Yeah. Well, well, that'll come back in. Uh, I mean, next December. We're not going to do it any sooner than that. <laughs> um, but thank you again for listening. Yeah, we um, will return to our. Regular programming next week, I guess. Yeah. After the break. Or... Yeah. And for the next few trilogies, we won't make any reference to The Grinch. Yeah. So if it, if it feels jarring, it that's exist. why. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, time travel, that's how podcasts work. Yeah. Um, but we hope you enjoyed uh, the last three days of Grinchmas and happy holidays to everyone. Have a great new year. We'll probably be back yeah. sometime. Happy we'll, holidays, you know, everybody. Yeah. Keep across our socials, tripod, un- uh, tripod underscore show um to look into when we're going to be releasing in the new year but i'm sure it'll be sometime in early jan we'll kind of get right off the mark on wednesdays as we normally do wait a minute do you hear that (gasps) do you hear that (gasps) it sounds like it sounds like him (gasps) shit sounds like him oh my god It's Boris Karloff back from the dead. (laughs) (laughs) Boris. Boris, yeah. He strangles us to death. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, happy holidays, everybody. Um, Yeah, thanks again for listening. Merry Christmas. One and all. One and all. Except Uh, the Grinch. That guy's an asshole. Yeah, we hope Santa comes down your chimney and not the Grinch this year. Yeah. Um, Yeah, join us again in the new year for our Jersey trilogy, which is uh, the three films, the first three films by Kevin Smith. Uh, We will be starting with uh, his kind of indie classic. uh, Clerks. Clerks. So, yeah, check that out when it comes out. Thanks Mm -hmm. again for listening. Get in touch at mattentari at gmail.com. And we'll see you again soon. Happy holidays. Big ups to Jack. Did we do that? Oh, yeah, go. Oh, big ups to Jack Myers for that <laughs> fantastic artwork. Looks beautiful. Yeah, check out his website. He's probably got some cool Christmas gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bring me my sedative. <laughs> 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 Uh, I 
remember seeing him in, uh, uh, fucking, who's that, fuck me, who's that director who did Train Spotting? Why am I blanking Guy on his Ritchie. name? No, it's not Guy Ritchie, it's, uh, oh, fuck me. Oh, anyway. wait, um, no, 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 the guy who did t- uh, 127 Hours. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. Why am I blanking? We got it. We got it. Um. <laughs> oh. I can't believe I've... Danny Boyle. Jesus Christ. Danny Boyle. 